That's right, folks. It's time for the Nerdy Point of View podcast, where we explore the nerdier side of life via random topics that we come up with and discuss for your entertainment. I am one of your hosts, the literal worst, Brian Penaloza. With me today is the pun master herself, Carrie Lyons. And punctual as well. I mean, yeah, I would ho- yeah we yeah. all kind of have to be here to do the... No, get it? There, there's the word pun and punctual. Punctual. I'm punctual with a pun. And of course, the villain of the show, <laughs> Martin Franklin. Seriously considering going back on hiatus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, and he's so Maddie. We have Matt Faust. Love it. I love it. More puns. All the puns. Yay. <laughs> um, quick thank you, real quick. Uh, you know, for last week, everybody who tuned into our live episode um, and saw the news. Uh, Carrie and I got engaged live. That was a really fucking cool mo- moment. Mm-hmm. I can't talk. <laughs> um, but thanks to everybody who was there. Thanks to everybody who's listened to the show. Um, thank you, everybody, for your well wishes and your congratulations. Uh, thanks again to Martin and Matt for being there for us during the the show. Uh, just, you know, thanks for all the love. Uh, it's it's pretty awesome. So just wanted to give a quick thank you before I bounce into the fact that we are sponsored by Dice Bard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to DiceBard.com. Check out their outstanding selection of dice. They got glow-in-the-dark dice, rainbow dice, metal dice, whatever dice that you can think of. They probably have. And if they don't, shoot them a message. Maybe they'll get them. Dice Bard has everything you need to play Dungeons & Dragons if all you need is dice. And of course, don't forget to use the discount code NERDY for free expedited shipping on your order. That's NERDY, N-E-R-D-Y. And with that, we're going to jump into our topics here. And uh, Martin, why don't we go with you uh, with that brilliant Christmas tree sitting behind you? Yeah, so I'm very festive right now. Um, I was just going to ask, like, when does the Christmas season start for you personally? I, this is like a very divisive thing. Um I personally did like 12 years of retail. So Christmas started in like mid October for me for the longest time. Um, and as an addendum to that, when it does start, do you have any traditions in the build up to Christmas? So I'm not talking about Christmas day or Christmas Eve or anything, but just in the run up. Okay. Um, Maddie, what do you got? Okay. So I, prior to, uh, getting married, being with my husband, Christmas was just another, you know, Christmas was fine. Christmas was cool. Uh, I usually worked on Christmas or, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of traditions. Um, since marrying into this family and becoming a Faust, uh, well, this family really loves Christmas. Um, so I've told some folks this and it's still cracks me up to this day even though uh this past year we did clean it out and it does not exist anymore but this family for not a very huge house had a 10 foot by 5 foot storage unit full to the two like you know i'm talking eight nine feet tall full of christmas decorations and only Christmas decorations. So basically, the day after Thanksgiving, it is weeks of putting up Christmas decorations all over this house. All over the outside, the inside, the cars get wreaths on the front. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Like every window has a wreath and every window has candles like the LED type, you know, because we're not trying to burn our house down. (laughs) I mean, there are two trees. There's so much Christmas. And I tell you, when I first my first Christmas here, I was like, "Um, okay, we're we're done, right? This is quite a bit. Oh, no, 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 no. This is like, I mean, we still have, we're only maybe a quarter way through. I'm like, oh, okay. So, I mean, over the years, it's been a decade or a little over a decade. I've opened up a little bit, you know, my, uh, my Grinchy, you know, cause I'm a little Grinchy, uh, you know, with the Christmas stuff, you know, I'm like, eh, but, uh, 
Yeah, no, it's grown a little bit. I'm, I get into it a little bit more, but I, I still have to put my foot down with the Christmas music. You know, <laughs> it's like Mark wants to start listening to that shit like early. And, <laughs> and when those Hallmark movies come on in July, Christmas in July and stuff like that, and Hallmark Channel, he's all over that stuff. No. Oh, no, really? No, 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 no. So, yeah, I, I refuse to listen to Christmas music until at least the day after Thanksgiving. But even then, okay. like this year, we had an er, like an early Thanksgiving. I was like, I'm still not listening to Christmas music. All right. No, no. You know, <clears throat> speaking of Christmas music, I have a playlist on Spotify and I can't stand traditional Christmas music all that much, mainly because like with any music, if I hear it too much like i'm just over it right uh, but i have this playlist on spotify of the most inappropriate horrible christmas songs you've ever heard and that i can get into that's okay. my jam. that's fair nice. yeah, i like hit you up for this i like the non-traditional uh christmas music you know like stuff done by you know bands of today things like that uh, their modern spins on things like that i love that stuff but you know i still need usually to like December 1st to kind of get into that part of it. But that kind of stems from just, uh, I was that kid in chorus and choir that sang all the Christmas music every year. And you, you had to practice and practice. And I mean, there are some songs that I swear to God, if they start playing, I just want to tear my, <laughs> tear my eyeballs, my ears just right off my head. You know, I am, I need to ask with the Christmas music. Sorry, this is going to derail a little bit, but <laughs> I put a Christmas playlist on the other day uh, here because we did our decoration today for Thanksgiving. And I put on a playlist that I would listen to all the time back home, like all the Christmas hits. Um, and none of them were known. Uh, like if I said Slade or Wizard or The Pogues or like Shaken Stevens. Okay, this is the reaction that I got. Okay, <laughs> I did not realize this was the thing. Apparently, British Christmas music is totally different. Huh. Really? So I didn't expect it. I thought for some reason music would be universal. Damn, I'm yeah. going to have to send you a link to a British Christmas playlist. You might have a whole new Christmas this year. <laughs> uh, wow. God, I'm not sure it's one that I'm going to want, though. Oh, don't worry. Oh, <laughs> you'll love it. You'll is it, it is it really dark and depressing? Because I feel like it's going to no, be dark. Ours was like really like happy, cheery Christmas songs. So, like, so either. it's not Brits singing then. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> this it is. this information conflicts in my we brain. We like Christmas. Christmas is good. Christmas is fun. I mean, it's not when it's the same twelve songs for like three months straight. That's. <sighs> but all right, I just thought I'd ask quickly. I'm just doing a bit of market research here. I'm going to do like a Brit Christmas invasion of music. That's that's, oh that's fascinating. I'm I, I would actually like to see that list. Yeah, awesome. I'm just going to stick with the clause I got high. Yes, <laughs> I love that song. That's amazing. Oh my god! You can hear that and many more on my Christmas playlist. <laughs> I'll t I'll take that one too. Oh my god! A nerdy point of view Christmas playlist. Can we make this happen? Oh yeah. man, I don't know if I should share some of the songs that are on there. They're pretty <laughs> yes, bad. You should. Um, you know, I think uh, I think we could could compile a, a fantastic list that mm. would be appropriate for everyone. I Possibly. said sarcastically. <laughs> it's going to take some work, some real hard work. It well, if there's one thing we are capable of, or you, if there's one thing you're capable of, I'm not going to commit to hard work. Uh, <laughs> I know you can pull through on this right right <laughs> oh god so anyway just, Matthew, so you learned to. to love christmas <laughs> I, I you know honestly i i did um i i do enjoy it and i just honestly i love seeing how happy it makes mark but um mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes it's still a little too far you know that's mm -hmm. fair totally fair yeah. yeah see i'm a lot like you maddie where like for me christmas was always just it's a thing and it happens and it lasts way too long. Uh, but I'm giving it a real solid try this year to really try to get into the holiday spirit and kind of see what that's like. Uh, you know, if, if I hate it or not, I don't know. Uh, because me, like just personality wise, like I'm a very 
I'm very, uh, I hesitate to say monotone, but like my personality is kind of monotone where like when I'm really excited about something or when I'm really upset about something, like generally it's all this, like I'm just the same. Like right. if I get worked up, I'm still just like, I'm going to talk like this. Uh, I oh, might right. enunciate a little bit more, you mm-hmm. know, and that, but that's like, that's my passion. Like that's how I show passion is enunciating. So it's hard for me to like really get excited about things. I just don't for whatever reason. Like I will feel excitement on the inside. I just can't display it. And a lot of times people just take that for just me being boring or hating everything. And I'm like, no, I'm genuinely excited for this thing. Okay, but you're not showing it. But I'm genuinely, I'm telling you, I'm genuinely excited. I'm not yeah. bouncing off the fucking walls. But that's because all of my energy goes into literally everything I do in life. I've got none left for excitement. <laughs> The fact I'm still standing and talking talking to you right now is a minor fucking miracle. Call it a Christmas miracle if you want. That makes you fucking feel better. I don't know. But, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, no, generally, like, for me, uh, I have a, a major problem, and it's probably childish and immature. But with, like, Christmas starting earlier and earlier every year, and it is, like, at this point, it's, like, fucking mid-September, and you start seeing Christmas shit. I'm like, okay, I'm a huge fan of Halloween. Let me have my Halloween. Let me have my Thanksgiving. There's a fucking order to these things. I want I want it in order. Like, And I think that's honestly kind of what's burnt me out on Christmas is how early the Christmas season starts for everybody else, and I'm just kind of roped into it. So, like, if I can get a, a Christmas that starts even Black Friday, like, I'm good with that. Like, let me enjoy my fucking Thanksgiving turkey. Let mm-hmm. me digest my fucking meal. And then let's go nuts with Christmas. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. But I think I'm by the time it actually gets to the the Christmas season, I say in air quotes, I'm burnt out and I just I'm done with it and I'm ready for it to just be fucking over and just be January and start over. I it's, it's I, the only holiday that extends out past its day, right? Like well, pretty soon it's gonna be fucking January third and we're gonna be getting ready for Christmas again. Right? <laughs> Honestly, though, it, I and I de- definitely feel the same way in a lot of senses. But just recently, I did realize that um, there are some things uh, that relate to preparing for the Christmas holiday uh, that it's actually good to kind of think ahead. Uh, one is just gift buying in general. Like if you can get some of that stuff done early and think ahead, uh, even if it's before Thanksgiving, uh Putting, you know, just so that you're kind of spreading out your, uh, your money, you know, that you have, like your available funds. So you're not waiting until like right before Christmas and then everything that you, uh, have is all that you have to, to buy. Um, and, uh, things like, uh, like cards and whatnot. It's, it's kind of good to think ahead on those things, you know, like, um, and I had this kind of realization just the other day, and I was like, oh, boy, I really wish I would have thought about that two or three weeks ago. You know, so, yeah, but most of it, yeah, I just, like, definitely after Thanksgiving, but I want my I want my stuffing, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I want to be stuffed with stuffing and gravy and, and gravy. potatoes and vegetable yeah. medley, which is just it's a dense block of fucking vegetables and cheese. <laughs> vegetables See, on fair. Thanksgiving is a no, 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 no. You don't understand. The vegetables are literally there just to give the cheese substance. Yeah. <laughs> I put Turkey potatoes and stuffing with gravy on my plate. And that is it. That's it. Oh no. If you had this like vegetable medley, like it's not what you're picturing yeah. at all. I'm it not is- a fan. Of, I'm honestly not a huge fan of vegetables. Like just hands down. Really not. But there's so much cheese. Like, God, it's got to be three quarters cheese to one yeah. quarter vegetables. It's cheese? so cheesy, it yeah. might as well be like a stew. Like, it literally seems like... Oh, so good. Oh, it is. I'm in love with that now, and I want more. Thanksgiving's not for cheese, though. Like, it's... Ooh, oh, fuck well, off, sir. Every day is for cheese. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> it's, no. it's, it's literally for stuff it's like it's stuff that you put gravy on you know if you, you don't put, put gravy, gravy on, on cheese it, cheese and gravy put on some chips poutine well sure yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. oh boy uh how that subject came up again <laughs> <laughs> oh boy it just follows 
Hey, we all have our things. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie, I am going to force feed you some of this shit. And then if you don't like it, that's fine. But you okay. got to at least try it. Yeah. Oh, I'll try anything once. Good man. Right I can on. fucking respect the shit out of that. <laughs> so, I mean, with your timing saying about, like, no Christmas stuff until after Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving is, like, mid-October in Canada. Well, that's because everything you guys do is wrong. Well, oh. that's that's more like Thanksgiving, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, when you're a culture that's perpetually giving thanks and apologizing to everybody around you at all times, I mean, what's the fucking point of Thanksgiving? I, I, I can't explain why we do it early, so I'm not even going to try. I'm sure there's some historical reason for it, or it's just because nobody wants to go driving in the middle of winter. So it's like, no, you know, we got to do that in Christmas. Let's just have it in October where hopefully there'll be no snow on the ground. <laughs> and then you can go. But uh, you, I almost want to Google this to know why our Thanksgiving is so early. See, I guess kind of my point is generally, I think the Christmas like season should start December 1st. Give it a month. It can have a whole fucking month. I don't give a fuck. But it doesn't need more than a month. Why does any fucking holiday need more than a month? Well, oh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's a reminder because um, for the last yeah. minute shoppers out there. You know, it's Who almost like saying like, you know, two months in advance where it's just like, OK, you got to start thinking about it now. And first off, you got to think about, uh, again, Canada and the northern states who get a lot of snow. Nobody wants to put Christmas lights up when there's already snow on the ground. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. It's slippery. It's cold. It, you know, it takes twice as long. So in my theory, I think... At least in the north, you know, like, it's okay to release some Christmas stuff in October because, I mean, usually in October we have at least one or two snowfalls. From what I understand, they had a blizzard on October 27th uh, this year. And so I think that it, for us anyways, it's a way of being like, okay, get this shit up now so you don't have to do it later. <laughs> I have two responses to this. The first, move to a better part of the fucking country. <laughs> That's number one. Uh, for two, and this is, this is the honest answer. This is like what I really think. The first one's the joke answer. Um, and it's, it's a very, um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a very, I guess, dim view, but it's, it's honestly probably the most real view. Retailers want to sell you shit and Christmas is an event and it is where they're going to sell you the most shit. That's why Black Friday is called Black Friday because it's, supposedly and this is just one theory there's like four different ones but it's when the stores go in the black and start really making money now everything that i hate to say it not everything but a lot of things that happen are because corporations want to make money off you right mm -hmm. valentine's day corporations want to make money off you fucking you know uh halloween obviously i mean we love halloween and there's lots of reasons to do it but it's a big fucking money maker Christmas is the biggest of all money makers. The longer they can stretch Christmas out, the more money they can extract from you. And that's why you see it earlier and earlier. It's not because they give a fuck about you putting up lights in the snow. They could give a shit if you trip and fall and die. The only thing the only thing they care about that is the fact if you die, you can't spend money with them. <laughs> Again, it's a very negative view, but it's it's pretty honest. Like they just want your fucking money. And that's why they stretch it as far as they can. If they had it their way all year long would be Christmas. Because then they could sell you shit all year long for Christmas. I mean, it kind of is, though. I don't know whether you have them here, but we have things back home where it's um, Christmas happens. And then, uh, I, for example, I don't really do cards a lot of the time. But if I'm going to buy Christmas cards, I'll buy them in January um, for the following Christmas because they're all on sale or whatever. Um, but they then start showing adverts that are like, hey, so basically you give us money every month of the year. And then when Christmas comes, you have all this money to spend on stuff. Um, and there's like a fee for it. So literally, you've just had Christmas and companies are like, hey, better start thinking about next Christmas. Hey, like, and so it's helpful for some people because you're saving a small amount of money each month of the year rather than outlaying a big chunk at the end of it. But they only, someone only started that service so that they could take a cut, you know, like take a fee of it. Um, if you're being super cynical, but that's I mean, the word I was looking for. Cynical. But that's capitalism. You know, it's 100 percent work, you know. No, it and, is. It is. 
And that's fine. I can respect capitalism. I live in a capitalist society. Whatever. That's fine. But the the human being in me, like, mm-hmm. you know, the person that actually has to listen to the Christmas music before fucking Halloween and see the wreaths before I can see the fucking tombstones, that person's like, fuck right off. Yeah. I, I love Christmas and even I'm like, Halloween needs to get out of the way. We don't have Thanksgiving back home, so it's literally the 31st of October goes and it's November till January. Like, nothing in between. Um, and it's solid, it's Christmas music and it's the same songs all day long and I love it, but I really fell out of love with it until I had my niece and nephew come along. And then it was no longer about me, it was about my niece and nephew. And it kind of gained the fun and the the magic back again. Yeah, um, kids help in that sense. That, yeah. that is true. Because they see the holiday in a totally different way. And mm-hmm. it kind of helps you uh, when you focus on when you're focusing on children and how they see Christmas, it can be, it can be fun. Yeah, definitely. I get that. Especially when you, I, cause I think, you know, presents, I know that for a long time I got really lazy and I was just buying a present that I thought would be good. And then a couple of years back, I started to think about it and I was like, I'm kind of doing a disservice to it. Like I need to think about this and actually do something that has meaning to it and things again, it's, it's kind of what you make it, isn't it? I suppose mm-hmm. with regards to that. Um, yeah, I guess I just feel like you don't need a quarter of a year to figure that shit out. Well, no, for sure. For sure. I mean, for a lot of people, it is nice to get it done because then you can enjoy Christmas. If you if you are doing presents and you buy them a few months beforehand, um, you can then actually just enjoy having a holiday season without having to fight all the crowds in the shops. Yeah, but you know what's mm-hmm. super rad about that? Like you could there like twelve months out of the year. You can go to a fucking store and buy a present for Christmas. You just don't need to have like the Christmas decorations and shit around. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, plan I, better, I, think I guess. We all agreed that my the music and the decorations come out a bit too early for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's just my whole sticking point right there. Like what you just said. I don't know if we got it, but Kerry, like does Christmas start like as soon as your Thanksgiving is done? Or, or um, does Halloween get a decent chunk? Yeah, Halloween kind of sticks around, but I mean about a week before Halloween, that's when you start seeing like the Halloween aisle get a lot shorter and the Christmas stuff kind of start to come out. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, definitely working retail, you get sick of the Christmas music. I will definitely admit that. Yeah. It's just way too much. And when you're going to like last minute Halloween shopping, it is so frustrating when you're seeing Christmas shit in the aisle and you're just like, hey, no, where are the graves? Where are the ghosts? Where are the ghouls? You know, I don't want to see Santa Claus yet. Yeah. But I Unless will he's say he's a zombie Santa Claus. And yeah. Then... <laughs> yeah. But I, like I will that. say, you know, like it's I think it's still OK to put Christmas lights out. I just don't think you need the onslaught of the Christmas music and everything else that's kind of thrown in your face. Definitely. I think probably like a rephrasing of this question. We won't go into the second thing with the traditions because I think we're running over. But probably more the initial thing was when do you start paying attention to Christmas was probably a more adequate way of doing it because we all know it starts as as friggin' early as the businesses will let, you know, get it out there. um, Yeah, I I think it seems like we're all kind of in the same boat that we just want to get like everything else out the way first. And it's like once you've checked everything else off, you've had your spooky season because Halloween, I I friggin' love Halloween as the season now. Give October all of it i'll dress up as a skeleton the whole time like <laughs> um i mean but then for me it feels like november's too soon i feel like december 1st is a pretty good a pretty good thing yeah. for me i think that's yeah. when i suddenly switch on and i'm like okay music whatever <laughs> what i think yeah. i could appreciate a lot more you know if it's just you know december you know it, it gives you mm-hmm. the ability to appreciate more than when you're you know getting beat over the head with it for three months like Again, I just kind of get, by the time it gets here, by the time December rolls around, I'm already fucking sick of it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Like, early December is about the time when, like, my mom would start to put out small decorations, like, start unboxing things, get it out periodically. But um, we didn't really go full, like, onslaught of Christmas, like the Christmas tree and everything like that, until about December 13th, because that's my mom's birthday. And my dad always liked having the tree set up and decorated for her birthday. And my brother's birthday Uh is December 17th, so four days after. And then it's Christmas. So, you know, like we have a 
December was always a really busy month for us. And with my dad working uh, as a registered nurse at the psych, like he worked 12 hour shifts. So he didn't have, you know, a lot of time or energy to be spent doing the lights outside or doing the Christmas tree and stuff like that. So it was, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm in the middle. Like I do agree, like what we're saying about the stores where they come out way too early. But I know that as much as my dad hated the commercialism of Christmas, he loved the actual holiday and Mm -hmm. he was an absolute big kid. And that kind of was infectious. And I definitely adopted some of that. Like there's just a feeling you get when you see the lights all lit up. And sometimes the Christmas music still kind of makes me cringe a little bit. I have flashbacks of retail, but, um, overall, uh, I, I, I just, yeah, I just still brings a joy to me. Like, it, good memories, good times, and I had something to add on to that, but I, I forgot because my I feel like a sneeze is coming. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good. Um, I feel like we've hit that point where I think like Christmas music out of the house, yeah. but it's different when you then play it in the house. Oh. You know when you know you're in the zone when you put the music on. Yeah, yeah. that's one thing I was gonna say is I. When I was in my early 20s, there wasn't a lot of new Christmas music coming out. Like, there would be the odd one that, like, a, you know, modern-day artist would kind of put out. But overall, it was the same songs recycled over and over again. Whereas I find nowadays, there are a lot more covers coming out of songs. And a lot of people trying to make their own Christmas songs, which I do appreciate because it's... Especially when, again, working retail, having that kind of fresh music is really nice especially i'm sorry i love beast playlist that is the kind <laughs> of uh, christmas music i could listen to all day yeah i get that um uh, yeah that's why every year we're like mark and i were always looking for new songs uh new cover whether it's like totally new songs or new covers uh to add to the to the repertoire because i mean it is non-stop like in the car it's got to be Christmas music and then, you know, in the house and all this other stuff. And I am going to blow y'all's mind when I send you British Christmas music. I it's going to yeah. revolutionize the holidays. Uh, Instead of Silent Night, I'm picturing like Gloomy Night. <laughs> yeah we don't have like instead of white christmas it's just like um puddly christmas you know. Christmas. Yeah. Yes. But anyway. Uh, so yeah. that's Christmas. Oh, the <laughs> Only a couple of weeks away now, everyone. So make sure you spend all that money. <laughs> I am right. actually excited to like, since my dad passed away, we haven't gone all out on Christmas. Like we kind of used to, um, we still do the Christmas tree, but it's a fake Christmas tree. And my dad would be shaking his head at us with that. Like he never believed in a fake Christmas tree. It was supposed to be real. You clean up those needles. They make really great fake ones nowadays, though. Uh, they do, and we got one for my mom for Christmas, uh, or for her birthday a few years back. It was because she loved the white Christmas trees. And, you know, they definitely look fake, but I will say, like, we, we're still kind of in the middle about them. But for her, you know, we'll make her happy and do it. But once we got, the like, the uh, garland and the blue lights and matching decorations, like, we went all out for her. And I will admit, it looked pretty. It didn't look like a real Christmas tree, but it looked pretty. <sighs> it's, I love, they do make nice fake ones. But... I know, we have a fake one that looks real, and uh, it's so easy. But that's the thing, it's not supposed to be easy. You work <laughs> for that shit. Like, you you know, you put the tree up, you realize it's too tall, you gotta cut the stump more, you gotta clean those needles every day, you gotta water that shit. Have you seen... The amount of of, of freaking ornaments this family has, <laughs> like three giant tubs, and oh my gosh, they try to put all of them on. Oh God, all of them because they all have memories, you know. Oh so. yeah, we have ones like that, but like we had like it was an, like an art form when we were decorating the tree. Like you know, don't have them sitting close to each other. Have like certain bulbs being like highlighted by like a light and then my dad would have us like all leave the room and he would put the icicles on 
And then he would turn off all the lights, turn the Christmas lights on, and then have us come in. And it was like this, always like a yearly ritual kind of thing. So it was, yeah, it was really nice. That's and sweet. Yeah. So I, I'm again, I'm in the middle. Like I, I'm humbug about how much they they push the. I know we we're kind of like going in circles here, but like <laughs> I, I do love Christmas. Like Christmas. <laughs> But it's it's more the sentimentality of it that, exactly. or the the sentimental memories that you have that you like, and pretty much everything else is just like ah too much. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, one that. year, you know how you leave hot chocolate for Santa and like cookies and stuff like that. Wait, you guys left hot chocolate. We left fucking cold milk. Said fuck off, Santa. You no, don't like it. Move I on. Would, no, I was like, dude, he's Maybe cold. Milk. He's cold. He doesn't want cold milk. He wants hot chocolate. So we got the you best- presume to know what Santa wants. Wow. I knew Santa. I, Santa was my homie. Have you seen that suit? He's got to be sweating in the thing. Yeah, I mean, I he's know. making a nut soup like crazy. <laughs> but one year, uh, my dad didn't even mean to do this. This was just something that happened. Uh, he had accidentally like left a thumbprint on the hot chocolate. Uh, and or on the mug, sorry, was, that the hot chocolate was in. And I spotted it as a kid. And I was like, this is Santa's thumbprint. <laughs> holy fuck i did not let they could wash the inside of it but they were not allowed to wash the outside of it where that thumbprint was for fucking years until i found out that hey santa's not real (laughs) and then i'm like oh fucking wash it what the hell do you mean i mean that's that um that um my dad drank out of the hot chocolate after santa and left the thumbprint he stole santa's hot chocolate yeah that bastard that's a naughty list but did you guys ever like leave things for the elves and reindeer as well no fuck them yeah yeah i did yeah carrots uh i even left some corn nuts for them and i'd always leave something a little special for rudolph we'd leave like my mom's um shortbread cookies for the elves and we always make them really small how many people did you think santa was bringing with him like a fucking entourage (laughs) that's what i pictured in my head like two or three of his favorite elves you know to help yeah the ones that have been good do you have mince pies a mince pie is a Canadian thing, or I don't think so. No, that, I know they're not American. I've already checked with Penny. <laughs> mince pies mince is what pie. we would leave with. Oh, mint. I thought you were saying mint pies. Oh no, mince. So yeah, no, that's definitely not a Canadian thing. No. No, no, it nice. was shortbread, shortbread cookies. Shortbread is great. Yeah. yeah, I'd always leave like a note for Santa, and then like. A thing like saying like an extra little letter saying like this is for Rudolph and the elves and the other reindeer, I guess. What I've always found weird is that Santa always likes whatever the kid's parents' favorite things are. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) it's just such a weird coincidence. See, I left at the bottom of the fireplace a sign that said trespassers will be shot. (laughs) It's a Santa (laughs) Gerald Knight. I I had the best Christmases. You know, and that would be a really shitty way for Santa to go too. Like when you think about it, like he pops down the chimney and just shotgun blasts to the chest. Did you know that the original thing for the Santa Claus, the Tim Allen film, was that Tim Allen's character was meant to shoot Santa Claus? That's rad. That would have made that movie That's way amazing. better. I think yeah. he fell off the roof or something in the film yeah. in the end, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. apparently, which he was is meant to shoot him, which is also a terrible way to die. Speaking <laughs> of worst ways to die. I can't believe that worked. Wow. It was good. Yeah. yeah. That was really good. You're on fire. Golf up. <laughs> Carrie, that would you be have a topic for us. Yes. Um, kind of drifting off what we talked about last week about our phobias and everything like that. Uh, I was wondering, what in your opinion is your worst way to die? What is the death that you would hate to have or fear? So I want to go last. Because you're all going to roll your eyes at my answer. So, uh, <laughs> Martin, you want to field this one first? Yeah, I'll go first in this one. Mine's quite simple because it fills into one of the few fears I have. I mentioned thalassophobia. I just can't imagine anything worse than drowning, really. Um, it feels just way more, I don't know, desperate than any of the other ones. You know, like it's just... I don't know. There's something about the idea of just like the fact that the that you breathe in the water and this is something like you can try and fend it off. You can hold your breath. But at some point, if you're in the middle of the ocean or whatever, you're going to have to take breath. And that's really claustrophobic. Um, 
that feeling. Um, it's not particularly exciting, uh, but yeah, that that's the one for me. Just just drowning would be the worst. I so, totally get that. Yeah, to that effect, I've drowned before, and like to the point where I saw my life flash before my eyes. So I was very young. wasn't much of a life. Didn't last very long. <laughs> it was a very short film. Um, but like it was it was super weird because I thought drowning would be more terrifying. And it was. I mean, there was panic um, mm-hmm. for a while. But eventually it was like, well, this is it. And right. it's weird how like peaceful it is right at the end. And then I like somehow got shoved into a rock and managed to break water and get air. Oh, really? But it was not like really through my own doing. Like I had accepted it at that point. I was like. Right. This is I'm eight years old. This is death. Okay. <laughs> Which is a weird thing to accept. Yeah, you're like, this yeah. is fine. But it was not like and it's funny, I expected it to be more like claustrophobic or something like that, but really it was like peaceful is the only way I can describe it. Like once you accept the inevitability of the whole thing, like it's <sighs> not it's, that bad. It's kind of a beauty about it kind of ending that way as well, right? Because you're kind of born and spend the first nine months swimming. That's kind yeah. of what we do like babies innately know how to swim right so to kind of go out in that way i guess is um yeah, yeah that's, I I mean, that's crazy though the fact that you had that see yeah. i don't know if like i would give in at that moment you know where you're just like yeah i'm drowning i think for me like i would be fighting and frantic until the last mm-hmm. moment you know like, and that's what probably makes it worse right yeah yeah like my i'm gonna dive in here uh, hey! There. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna say my response because it's actually related to yours, Griff. Um, it's drowning, yes, but where you can get to the surface of water, but it's on fire. Oh. <laughs> that is. We've talked about this while watching uh, Baywatch, Baywatch last yeah. time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually. This is something I've been thinking about since I was a child. Because, like, same thing, I almost drowned, uh, but I was saved by some mysterious stranger. But, uh, so drowning has always been kind of a fear in my life, which is why, like, I focused so well on, like, learning how to swim and treading water for fucking hours. So, my thing, though, is what I always thought is, like, you can, what if, yeah, like, you're drowning, but, you, you know, able to get to the surface of the water, but, like, it's on fire. What do you do? Do you choose to risk it and, mm-hmm. and would you in that moment would you have a choice or would your instincts tell you to go to the surface you know or like what would happen or would you just give in and drown like i guess not knowing what i would do in that moment is the scare factor for me well and what sucks about and that it, is if you did risk it and you did like just jump and break the surface fire consumes oxygen so there's still no air there exactly so now you're burning you and you you can't breathe yeah, uh, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, if there's fire and water, it probably means there's oil as well. So if you do break the surface, you're <laughs> gonna go straight through into oily pain that will not wash off if you go yep. back underwater, presumably. So. But that's the thing. Like, I'm just wondering, like, it, in would your instincts tell you to still do it? You know, like, would you be able to think in that moment? I would think, you- yeah. Like, yeah, I'd be like, you know what? Nah, drowning is is a much better alternative to like burning <laughs> to death while also suffocating. Yeah. In water. Yeah. Because let's it face it, no one wants to get to heaven and be like, How'd you die? Well, I burned to death in the ocean. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you go in that corner. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get in. You get to just sit and watch everybody else go in. See, and that um, like ties into my other fear of just having a stupid fucking death. Yeah. Where people are just shaking their head after been like, What? Like how? And you're just like, yep, yeah, that that's me. I I'm like. Kind of, I'm kind of imagining that fire water thing is like the reverse of when you like dip your toe into like the bath or the sea or something. You're like just dipping your hand out of the water and go, oh, hot, hot. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better in here. Like, except what sucks is you're gonna do a sharp inhale from the pain and you're underwater. Oh, oh my god, that's oh, gonna kill you quicker. Oh. oh. And then a shark eats you. So. And there you go. I mean, yeah. if you're lucky, that actually becomes a really awesome death at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you've got like a burning backdrop. You've, it's like the end of um, what's that shark film with that old Cool J? Oh, oh, no, oh well, Deep Blue Sea. Oh, cool J, is yeah. it? Yeah, Deep oh, Blue Sea. No, yeah, it was, uh, it's not, is it? It's Coolio. Samuel Jackson. Was... He, uh, no, no, LL Cool J was the else. cook. 
is LL Cool J. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 Sam Jackson was in it too, but LL Cool J was the cook. That's mm-hmm. right. That's yeah, right. he made that fucking movie. That, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maddie, what's what's your worst way to die? Uh, okay. So, here's a little thing. I am not or have ever been afraid of dying. I am insanely afraid um, of the pain that comes before dying and having to, because I don't handle pain well. Um, I have a very, I have no tolerance. People say, oh, I have a high threshold or I have a great tolerance. I have no tolerance, no tolerance for pain whatsoever. I'm, I'm a big, giant wuss when it comes to it. And I will admit it. So the, you know, like the idea of like falling, you know, like with the um, acrophobia and stuff like that, um, it literally comes from surviving that fall. Like I am so afraid of surviving that fall. Um, I would want to die from that fall uh, just so I didn't have to feel the fall. Um, So honestly, like anything super painful and like long lasting would be the absolute worst for me you know whatever that may be um oh god and having you know like i mean it'd be fine if i fell into a coma or something like that didn't have to feel the pain um no but when you're stuck like if it was like some kind of massive accident or something like that and you're like crushed but in somewhere and nobody finds you for hours or days or whatever and you're just like there you know and all you can do is feel it um <clears throat> yeah that would, that would oh, be I, the yeah. absolute think- absolute worst thing i i don't care about embarrassment anything like that like whatever you know it's almost like death by a thousand cuts right just it's the pain that gets oh. you rather than the it's act. the pain you know yeah. so that's that's what I fear the most. That's the worst possible way to die for me is anything that is super painful and that pain like is just ongoing, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's why I think like they say getting shot in the stomach is one of the worst places to get shot because Oh yeah. The de- it, it takes like, a while for you to die from it, but the pain is like supposed to be excruciating. Really? Yeah that you will bleed out slowly. Yeah, so if you so. really don't like someone, gut shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> These and many more tips here at Nerdy Point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're let's welcome. not fill the villain with ideas. Okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's okay. It didn't involve rope or train tracks. We're fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to get some new tricks, huh? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Or I could tie them to the train track and then shoot them in the stomach. So. Oh, then they'll be begging for the train. Oh, yeah, that's that evil. Is, that is real. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm Jigsaw at this point. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I want to play a game. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So my worst way to die mm. is in my sleep peacefully. Like I wasn't joking about that. Like. For me, like the worst way to die is just boring because I don't like to think of myself as a boring person. I was a very boring person. I don't feel very boring anymore. And the idea of dying in a boring way sounds awful, like dying in a like burning bus, like throwing people out of windows like that would be epic, like dying in some horrible, like crazy accident. That would be cool. Like dying in any other way you know i just don't want illness to take me and i don't want to die in my sleep i don't want it to be boring i want it to be something people fucking remember that's all i mean i'm very simple just you know too much to ask for like you might not remember me in life but you'll sure as fuck remember me in death and it might be because i've died once almost died that second time when i drowned i've been hit by a car i've had the Grim Reaper's been throwing shade my way for fucking 32 years. Like, literally since the day I was born. Because I was dead at birth. Like, Grim Reaper's been throwing shade. I don't give a fuck, dude. You don't scare me. But how he's gonna fuck me is he's gonna give me, like, some disease. And I'm gonna fucking wither away. And that will be the ultimate insult to me. 
live a very long, prosperous, happy life and go out slowly. <laughs> like a long death from like some kind of weird disease. Uh, yeah, or just, you know, like a fucking uh, aneurysm in my sleep or something. Like, it's going to be dumb. Like, I'll live for fucking ever, and then when I die, it's going to be boring. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm up there in, like, my fucking 80s or 90s, you best believe I'm going to be doing some crazy shit. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> because my time's almost up, right? And so I get fucking make it memorable, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I don't mind being boring. Boring's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's just not for me, you know? It, death's always an interesting one as well because it, it's the uh, same as... Like, death has literally never bothered me. The, the, the act of, of... Not the act, but the dying isn't the thing. I think we just all have our own ways of, like, how that comes about, right? Like, that's the thing that I think is the weird one i think sometimes you are right like the fact that if it, if it just happened something crazy and so like super instant um so many people spend so much of their life worrying about it you kind of can't avoid it either way just do the things you're gonna do you know like, oh it's coming for you whether you yeah. like it or not it's coming for you that is one of the only constants in life is you are going to fucking die and there are so many people who've poured so much money into searching for immortality and frankly, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that. Like, I want to die one day because I don't want to be around forever. Like, I my body already feels like shit all the time. Like, I can't imagine how it's going to feel in another fucking 40 years. God, yeah. And the idea of living forever with that kind of, like, just pain or, you know, just with, with my joints and body falling apart. No, fuck that. Fuck that <laughs> so hard. Actually, uh, a doctor once told me that... Uh... He's never seen so many non-lethal things wrong with one person. And I was just like, okay, yeah, no, that's fitting. Because I have all these debilitating uh, you know, illnesses and diseases and shit. Like my rheumatoid arthritis, PCOS, and like fucking beyond. But not one of them's lethal. Like, I'm going to live a long fucking life. I hope not. But... And it's just going to be like a downward slope of just pain and degradation. And I think maybe a stupid death isn't the worst thing after all. Because at least like it's kind of been like, oh yeah, life, you want me to be in pain? Fuck you. Now I just got this awesome death that's going to go down in history. And maybe it'll be on stream. (laughs) (laughs) Just choke on a Jolly Rancher or some like 70 year old woman. No, hey, wait, we're the original. Enjoy, right? like, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, at least it's living life and doing, like, I will say for me to that, you know, like, I, I would be like to do it. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, I wouldn't be okay or I would be okay with it happening in my sleep as long as I'm having a fucking wicked dream while it happens. Like, that is mm. the last thing, you know, like, I'm off fucking adventuring riding a fucking dragon through the sky breathing fire on people that i fucking hate no um yes no <laughs> but you know like if i'm gonna go in my sleep i want my last not memory or but the last thing i experience to be fucking epic whether that's in a dream or reality but i still will not skydive oh really not on my own if i'm attached to somebody else right you can take them with you Oh, sure. either that or I'm borrowing their <laughs> No, I'm I'm borrowing their good juju. But uh, I mean, you I don't think they let you do it the first time without being attached to someone anyway. So no, they don't. Yeah, well, that's perfect then. Yeah, but then again, I saw that one episode. Uh, I can't remember. It was one of those hospital like rescue nine one one or hospital stories, whatever. But where she was attached to a guy and they were uh, skydiving, and they ended up there was a fence kind of like tilted like this and it was a metal fence and they went straight through the pole and it went through his stomach and through hers. Ooh, that is the worst double penetration ever. Right? Like that. But the worst part is, is he ended up passing away and she was still attached to him. Oh no. And like, they're trying to like figure out like, okay, how are we going to do this without killing her? Cause if they pulled it out, She's goner. So ah, it was fuck. a long ordeal. So that stuck with me. I'm like, that, that was an me. episode of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it? It literally was, except it was like a, a different accident. Okay. So but, yeah, it was yeah. probably borrowed off that. 
Because, like, that was, yeah, that, that would be so creepy to know that, like, the person that you're attached with is gone. This guy is deceased. And you don't know if you're going to be following after him or not. And it's like the ending of yeah. the human centipede. And I'm not even joking. Oh, that's how it ended. Really? Yeah. See, I never watched that because I heard enough about it that I was like, I don't need to. We've all been young and dumb. I was as well. I would never watch it again. It was one of those things. It was like the worst thing. Uh, I just wanted to stab my eyes out. Uh no, I saw a clip. Somebody sent me a clip because I didn't know what it was. And then I just said, I saw enough. I did not need to watch the movie. That was that was all I needed to see. It, it's amazing I, that you could stretch the entire movie out of that concept, let alone like the five that it ended up becoming or something. What? There's oh, a yeah, there's like. Of, um, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. You're I, I Yeah. That would be a terrible way of dying. Just imagine you start watching that and you die and then people come in to take, and you're watching the human centipede and you're like... Oh. <laughs> it's even worse if you're a dude and you have rigor mortis. Oh, oh. no. And they're like, uh... Oh, oh. no. Oh, no. Uh, that's, that's like on par with David Carradine's death. Oh, of course. Yeah. For those who don't know, oh, found yeah, in a closet, dick in his yeah. hand, belt around his neck. Oh, and that killed me because oh, I loved him. It killed him, too. <laughs> all i pictured is him like in kung fu master like his character and i'm just like no no he's, he's supposed to be i mean blind. he you was like using a kung fu grip or kung fu the legend continues i think that was the name of it that <laughs> was... oh oh god well that well that was a blast of the senses hey yeah yeah, speaking of senses, that's my topic. God damn. Uh, <laughs> and really, I was just kind of thinking about it because I'm having really bad sinus time the past couple weeks. Oof. And on a good day, my nose doesn't really work properly. I can't really smell things unless they're just extremely foul or really pleasant. Like they have to be very strong smells. And there is like two days a year where I can actually smell like a normal human. And I realize everything I'm missing. I'm like, holy fuck, the world smells amazing. And it got me thinking, like, I like you take that for granted. Like people who don't have a dulled sense, you know, like a dulled sense of sight or a dulled sense of hearing or, you know, blindness, deafness, whatever, or, you know, can't feel, um, you know, there are people with all like an affliction to your senses. I mean, every single one of your senses could be affected by some kind of either disease or genetics or accident or something. And it made me think, like, which one do you have that you think you'd probably take the most for granted? And like I said, for me, it's got to be probably smell because after experiencing what the world is supposed to smell like and how I smell the world, it kind of fucking sucks. And I try not to think about it because it actually does really depress me sometimes thinking about all the like the pieces of life that I'm missing because I can't really smell things. Um, but what about you guys? Um, this one was kind of a hard one for me, uh, because I could not live without my sight because, again, that's related to my art. Like, I could not create art as well as I do without my sight, obviously. I also love music and listening, you know, uh, well, it'd be hard to do this podcast without my hearing. <laughs> so there's definitely that as well. Uh, I think... Honestly, I would have to get rid of my sense of smell if I could. Like that is as much as like I love smelling food. Um at least I could still taste food even if they say without your sense of smell like things taste differently. Um but yeah, I think that's like the one thing if I had to choose what sense to lose, it would be my sense of smell because I I can't imagine living out uh, without the others. So it's going to make things harder to determine if things have gone bad or not in the fridge. Oh, no, that's something you smell. I can still smell that. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> it finds a way. Yeah, when it hurts your <laughs> oh, eyes, you know. Right, right. If it's bad, he can smell it. So, yeah, like I said, if, if it's, it's excruciatingly awful or really, really good, it's just as long as it's a really strong smell, but the subtle sense of the world or what I miss. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I can see that. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I 
definitely, you know, I didn't have to start wearing glasses until I was about 16 or 17. And it was just one of those things. You're in class one day and you are sitting in the back of the room and go, I can't read the chalkboard, Uh, you know, and, you know, it's like these things, they cause uh, chronic headaches and they're always getting dirty and they're always falling off or getting knocked off or uh, something, you know, Um, I would kill to have just normal sight again, you know, I, I would kill for that. Um, though I will tell you as sensitive as my nose is, I would love to get rid of it sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because there are just certain scents that are normal to everybody else, or at least not that off putting that drive me crazy. And I had mentioned this before. If there's a scent on my hand, I am, uh, you know, I am washing my hands like 40 different times uh, because I have to get that smell off. I would love to get rid of my sense of smell sometimes. Uh, and just, I, I, you know. but as much as I want my sight, like without the glasses and stuff like that, I'm not letting somebody cut open my eye with a laser. Forget Ooh. that noise. Ugh. That's yeah. not happening. Yeah, no, no, no. no, that's one of my fears as well, actually. Because, come on, I mean, like, if there's an accident there, you're blind, and that's awful. You know, like, I mean, it's not. Um, Yeah, I would probably go for having the eye laser thing done. Mm. But it's one I wouldn't mind not having my sense of smell for. Because apparently you can smell the laser burning. Oh. Oh, when you hit them. Yeah, it's not good. I can't, like you have to be awake for that shit and that's the part that bugs mm-hmm. me like if you, you could what just knock, yeah they have <laughs> yeah, to they you're awake yeah. and they freeze like the area around your eye so you don't feel it but you watch that thing come down oh. so my friend and my grandmother have had laser eye surgery and told me the stories and i'm like i don't know if i could willingly put myself through that i know like they needed it you know it needs to happen but ah that is like I'm one of those people that need to watch when I'm getting blood work done. Like I can't, I don't I don't know if it's like a trust issue or what it is, but I have <laughs> to watch them do it. Like when they're like look away, I'm like why? Huh. Like I need to see it. And same thing like I've had uh day surgery that I'm awake for and they do it and I can watch that shit. I'm not squeamish. But when it comes to eyes. Mm. No. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> to the point where like when they're like when you get your license done and they're like, what do you want to donate if you die? You know? And I was like, okay, take everything except my eyes. Cause even, even though I'm dead and I know I wouldn't care, just leave my eyes. Just <laughs> don't touch them. See, I'm like, use every part of me. Yeah. Take it all. <laughs> no, no. I don't know what it is about eyes, but like, just leave them. Just leave them fucking be no lasers, no cutting, no, people wearing my eyes out there in the world <laughs> i don't like it I, I don't care have my liver have my spleen have whatever the fuck you want just not my fucking eyes and they're shitty anyways why do you want them no. i like how you put it wearing my eyes <laughs> right though like I don't, I don't know why but that's just creepy to me especially like if some of the like old wives tales are true you know like how sometimes like somebody will get like a hand or something and like, it'll do weird things and like what if like a part of you is still attached to that and, like oh god you're just seeing this like old granny sex oh so you right that's like i don't know that's fucking no. rad no <laughs> i don't i don't believe in that stuff i don't but like there's also a part of my mind that's like what if and i've seen that episode of the simpsons um where homer gets that hair transplant and it didn't go well for him so i think i do know, remember that episode came to life yes belonged to snake well I think the um, important takeaway from this topic, because Martin's internet is just dying on us, is that you all want to be like me and not be able to smell anything. 
So that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I take my hearing um, for granted. My hearing is the thing that I take for granted. Yeah. But you wanted to get rid of your sense of smell if you were to get a oh, no. surgery. If I was getting the eye thing. But I blast my ears with phones that are way too loud all day, every day. Yeah. I have gone to gigs without listening to earplugs. I've ruined my hearing through mistreatment. So they are most definitely taken for granted. Yeah. And then I when I go to... for a nice walk. I have headphones in, and I don't even get to listen to the nice stuff. Like, you know? <laughs> like, treat them all. You're not missing much. Nature's not that great. What? Yes, it is. Uh, I love nature. Like, Nature's I'm sorry, lovely. but, like, when I lived out in the country, uh, you know, you'd wake up, and you'd hear the loons. And I, to this day, like, I love the sound of loons. I love hearing the hyenas in the distance. I love these sounds. Like maybe it's a nostalgic kind of thing for me, but I don't know. I, I it just. I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. You know, we have these uh, around when the snow starts to come along. Uh, we get these birds. They're called juncos, um, and they have like like little dark gray heads and light gray bodies and stuff. They sound like little robots. Oh, weird. They're like little R two D two birds. Oh my god! They're fantastic. That's so cool. So we yeah, have junkos, but they live on the street. They do drugs all day. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no, no, in America we call them junkies. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today at Nerdy Point of View <laughs> Podcast. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Captain Sugar Bear. That's at CPT Sugar Bear. You can also find me DMing Taldore a new dawn every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at Twitch tv slash soul bear rpg make sure to also find me dming comedy of strahd on that same channel at 7 p.m pacific standard time every other monday uh december 10th should be the next one i think past that doing a bunch of other shit you can find it on twitter no worries mate just check it out uh carrie where are you on the internet and what are you working on i'm working on not sneezing right now but you can find me on twitter uh shrieky s-h-r-i-e-k-e-e you can also find me on Instagram, uh, carelessly, K-E-R-L-E-S-S-L-E-E. And yeah, we, as uh, B said, Comedy Strahd on Mondays. I have Threads of Fate with the lovely Maddie and Threads of Fate uh, crew uh, every Friday. And other projects that I'm sure are on the go and stuff like that, but some of them are in secret because that lovely holiday that we were talking about is coming up. All right. Martin. Um, you can find me all places on the internet under the username Grifolion, which is G-R-Y-F-F-O-L-E-O-N. Um, such YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram mainly is where you'll find me doing my things. Um, yeah, just kind of doing some vlogs and generally chatting about D&D at the moment. So just come say hey. All righty, Maddie. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Maddie, aka So Maddie Games, with a Z at the end. You can find me on Soldier RPG Wednesdays and Fridays playing Dungeons & Dragons. And uh, Saturdays, uh, you can find me on my Twitch channel, hosting So Chatty, where we I gather a group of uh, three people from the TTRPG Twitter community, and we talk about TTRPGs. Uh, we occasionally say the word fuck, and uh, we have a good chat. Sure, tell us to censor ourselves when we're on the show. But, yeah. <laughs> we were on such good behavior. I, I, you really we were, were and it was it was one of those things. It was like my first episode. I was like mm-hmm. thinking, oh, we should probably, you know, try to keep this PG and stuff. And uh, yeah, that went out the door when I had Devin Rue on the show. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I basically, I said the word frickin', and she literally stopped me mid-sentence and asked me, did you just say frickin'? <laughs> and uh, then that turned into an episode of me dropping F-bombs all over the place, and now it just comes out casually, and since I've been hanging out with you guys, <laughs> it's coming out a lot more too. So that influences this podcast. Oh, never, way. isn't it? Never. As we teach people where to shoot people and stuff. That that must be yeah. why Devin Roof fit in so well with us because we all just say fuck all the time. <laughs> That's true. Um, go also go hang out in Matty streams because you know you can have like a dance party with Devin Roof afterwards with good music on. We had a great time. So. That was hilarious, nice. and <laughs> I I. I fucking love that. 
Uh, all right. Uh, don't forget, you can also find the show on Twitter as well at NerdyPOV. And check out all of our new episodes and legacy episodes at NerdyPointOfView.com. Make sure to also check out our Facebook page and join our growing Facebook community as well. We even have a Discord channel if you're into that sort of thing. Just reach out to the podcast on Twitter and we'll make sure you get a link. Also, check out our Instagram page. It is pretty... Uh, what is the word the kids say? It is pretty lit. It is it is a lit Instagram page. Uh, <laughs> Second good page. Um, of course, if you liked what you heard today, it helps us out big time. If you could leave us five stars and a review on iTunes, uh, please, please, please take a little bit of time out of your day. Show us a little love. Uh, you know, we, we, we love love. We're, we're all about the love. <laughs> we're fond of loving. You know, yes. <laughs> fond of loving. And uh, of course, you can get some nerdy point of view gear. So yes make sure to check out so nerdware.com and get bitchin nerdy point of view gear uh rep your love for the show and uh you know we love you uh but with that do you guys have anything else to tackle today uh, i don't know i think the like the big surprise like kind of trumps everything from last week so <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah um, yeah you know, sure i just want to say i love you Oh, love, oh, you too. love you love too. Love you too. All right. On that note, I believe we are out. Do 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 do. Oh my do, god. Do 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 do. I chose do, this for the rest of my life. Do, I chose do, this. Do, do, <laughs> do, do, yeah, you did. Do, do, Every time you get in the car, can you put the radio on? Do do do. do. <laughs> <laughs>